Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the new Classical FM. By the end of the show, I'm hoping people are up dancing in the aisles uh, to Dancing Queen because that's what this is meant to be. That's TSO Principal Pops conductor Stephen Reinecke talking about the first Pops concert in the 2016-17 season, the music of ABBA. You'll hear more from him later in the show. But first, conductor Karina Kanalakis had a chat with my co-host, TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher, to talk about Beethoven and Tchaikovsky. Take a listen. Karina, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Karina, you've made such a splash as a last-minute substitute in a number of high-profile performances. What have those opportunities felt like and meant to you? Well, I have been extremely lucky in a certain way, but uh, I've also been really prepared and uh, and ready to go when when the luck came around. So it happened to me a few times that a conductor would cancel even sometimes the day of the performance, and I had to fill in on a number of huge programs, uh, big Shostakovich symphonies, and once even flew to Austria to replace Nicholas Harnoncourt in the last second in an all Dvorak program. It feels exciting and extremely nerve-wracking. And, of course, you don't have the luxury of having had a lot of time to reflect and really digest the repertoire that you're conducting. So there's a lot of instinctual, spontaneous sort of uh, visceral reacting that has to happen in the moment when you arrive. Karina, we first met when uh, we were around 12 years old at the Manhattan School of Music. I think uh, you were a violinist, the concertmaster of our young orchestra. So (laughs) when did the idea of becoming a conductor begin to take hold for you? Well, that's really funny because I, I can't remember if you were playing in the orchestra or not when we were 17 and it was our senior year. And it was the year before we both entered Curtis mm-hmm. together. And I think I was allowed by Mr. Strasser, who was our orchestra conductor, to conduct a run-through in a rehearsal of Night on Bald Mountain. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing that, and I remember really enjoying it. I don't know why. I think I had been taking conducting class from the time I was 12, 13. And my father's a conductor, and I took conducting class. My brother Nick took conducting class also. But I was interested more in the studious, intellectual, cerebral aspect of it. That was really what what fascinated me. But it took many years for me to even realize that I might want to do this. Mm -hmm. Because I was so devoted to the violin and so in love with playing the violin that it seemed almost ridiculous to derail my path as a violinist and do anything else. So, so, Karina, speaking of your violin skills, I've seen you play the solo part of the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto before at least a couple times. What's the <laughs> switch like for you to conduct a piece you've devoted years to as a player? It's interesting. Um, I have to say I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, hearing other violinists you know, when you're standing on the podium and the violinist is right next to you, it's a, it's a nice closeness and hearing their interpretation, and it's always very different from the way that I played it. And it's nice to actually discover from a conductor perspective all the details of the score. So, Karina, we're also performing uh, Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 4, a piece that's often overshadowed by the grander third and fifth symphonies. What do you feel audiences should know about this work? 
Well, I actually think that Beethoven Fourth Symphony is one of the greatest pieces ever written. I think it's a perfect piece. I think it's the perfect length. It's the most perfect construction. The fourth is very mysterious at the beginning. It starts off with a bizarre kind of pizzicato and a long, sustained note. And you have absolutely no idea where this is going. It's magical, absolutely magical. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it with the Toronto Symphony. Karina, we're so looking forward to seeing you too. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Nice to talk to you. You just heard conductor Karina Kanalakis on the music of Beethoven and Tchaikovsky. You can catch her leading the TSO on October 8th and 9th. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. The 2016-17 pop series gets underway this week with the music of ABBA. Principal Pops conductor Stephen Reinecke spoke with us backstage about the music of the 70s supergroup. Take a listen. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. This is our first Pops concert of the season coming up this week. Take us through what's going on this year. Well, everything on this current season is once again really stellar. We'll begin with, uh, and we've invited back the wonderful Finnish vocal group Rajatan, and we'll be doing the music of ABBA. Uh, in December, we'll be uh, working with great Canadian legend, icon, Jan Arden, creating a Jan Arden Christmas, something tailor-made just for the Toronto Symphony Orchestra and our audiences. We'll present a special in March, special concert where we do a film live with orchestra, and this time it's going to be Steven Spielberg's magnificent Raiders of the Lost Ark with a brilliant score by John Williams. Following that in April, we present an evening, The Best of Rodgers and Hammerstein, with two wonderful singers and a chorus. And uh, in this particular Rodgers and Hammerstein program, I've actually included at least one selection from every one of Rodgers and Hammerstein's shows that they collaborated on. And we finally finish the season with a tribute to the great Ella Fitzgerald. Three wonderful singers will be joining us. Many original arrangements by Nelson Riddle as we pay tribute to Ella Fitzgerald, as well as Sarah Vaughan, the great Lady Day. It's just going to be a tremendous night. So it's a huge variety of programs. So this week, there's the Finnish vocal group Rioton coming through. Tell us about them. Uh, Rioton, in my view, is one of the finest vocal groups on the planet. There are six of them, three guys, three girls. They're mainly known for their a cappella work. The name Rioton is a Finnish word that means boundless, and it really describes the breadth of their repertoire. They can do everything from sacred music to Euro pop, uh, and uh, they're perfect for the music of ABBA. It's a wonderful uh, program they created. They actually recorded it on an album back in 2006, and the album was very popular in Finland. Finland. Uh, it rose to number one on their charts and in the first month actually went platinum. Uh, but they are such an incredible vocal ensemble. When they mix with the orchestra, that's terrific. But I'm also always thrilled when we get to take just a quick break and they do something a cappella. I just cannot believe what these six voices are able to create with, with just their voices. Stephen, the music of ABBA is just so catchy. What do you think makes it so enduring? Well, that's basically the gist of it. It is enduring music because it is simply joyful and fun. Uh, the lyrics and the melodies are so catchy. Uh, they've been ingrained in our 
our minds and our memories and our bodies for the last uh, several decades. And it, this program is a lot of fun. We'll have the audience definitely will be able to sing along, clap along. By the end of the show, I'm hoping people are up dancing in the aisles uh, to Dancing Queen because that's what this is meant to be. Now we all know and most of us love the music of ABBA, but uh, what does having Rioton and a full orchestra add to their music? Well, we have our wonderful rhythm section, uh, guitar, bass, drums, piano, that you need when performing this type of music. Uh, But also you have the added luxury of all these lush strings and the brass and the winds and the percussion that just really enhance all of the music of ABBA. And also not everything is done exactly as you might think of it. It's not meant to simply just recreate exactly what ABBA did. Uh, It's different vocally because there are six singers, and it's different in the arrangements done by the orchestra. Sometimes we take things and we'll turn it upside down a little bit, and you'll hear a slightly different arrangement. You'll know what the song is, but it will have our own particular spin on it, our own take on it. That was TSO Principal Pops conductor Stephen Reinecke. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think about the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO podcast.